Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here, now, live in the breakout room. Our next guest in the breakout room is Christina. Rienzi. Christina is a critically acclaimed fiction author and certified professional coach. Her recent book is entitled Five Happy Choices, The Simple Way to a Happier Life, now an Amazon number one, new release and bestseller. It's her debut self-help book. She has written novels entitled Lauren Shadows, Choosing Evil, and of course, the latest endorsement, Five Happy Choices. Christina, with her engaging smile, says in her own words, Hi, I'm Christina Rienzi, a Jersey girl with a kaleidoscope of roles including best-selling author, positive psychology coach and forever work in progress. She has a family to support her in this quest. So let's welcome live in the breakout room our special guest Christina Rienzi. And we are live in the breakout room. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. And let's welcome our guest, Christina Rienzi. Christina, how are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to have you. And thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show and to share your story and some good inspiration for our people that they can be inspired to be transformed, to live a better informed life. As you know, we are looking forward to help people to attain health, happiness, and prosperity. So, Jersey Girl, and I hope you don't mind me calling you Jersey Girl. Not at all. That's You're from I'm... Jersey, right? <laughs> That's me. Absolutely. <laughs> Great, wonderful. I'm proud. Jersey all right, proud. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, tell us, what was it like for Christina growing up as a young lady in Jersey? What was the experience like for you? Oh, I had a wonderful experience. I actually started my my um, first years of my life in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is Frank Sinatra's home and where his birthplace. Uh, okay. And so that was more of the city outside of New York City. And then so I had that experience. And then my parents moved me to what they call because they're from New York and they migrated into New Jersey, which is a lot of what happens. We have a lot of New Yorkers that come and settle in New Jersey. Right. So um, they moved me down the shore is what they would call it, down the shore. I call it the beach because I grew up here, but I live by 
the beach. I live within a few miles from the beach. It was mm -hmm. a wonderful experience. Um, you know, I grew up in the days where you played outside, you didn't have technology, you rode your bike, you played in the creek, or, you know, you went to the beach, you did things outside with your friends. Um, and so it was a wonderful experience. I grew up an only child. So mm -hmm. um, I did, you know, there's a part of me that is a, a still a huge introvert. I've always been an introvert and I liked reading. I liked uh -huh. writing at a young yeah. age and yeah. doing yeah. those kinds of things. But yeah, I mean, I had a wonderful childhood in New Jersey. I didn't know any better, like I always say, but I had a great experience and I, I still I'm here. So I love it. I must love it. Right. <laughs> still stayed here, didn't leave. Ah, I hear you. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. So as you continue to grow up and uh, you enjoyed your existence with all the challenges that may have come from time to time, how did you get into the career that you have now? And, and it appears to me that it's quite fulfilling for you, but how did you actually begin to be involved in this career? Yeah. So I've always wanted to be an author. That was number mm -hmm. one. Whenever anyone asked me as a small child that I wanted to write stories and I tended to write on the dark side of, of things. I have a, a bunch of thrillers that I've written as an adult, but I always liked darker, darker stories as a child. Okay. Um, okay. However, um, my other passion has always been psychology and being helpful and helping people. And so I did sort of pursue both of those paths. I went to school for psychology um, and I studied a lot of ways, you know, in the helping profession, counseling psychology. I actually worked as a therapist for a bit. And then right. I took that experience into corporate life and was um, working in corporate America in a human resources role. So I was mm -hmm. still, you know, in a helping role. And, you know, over the years in doing that um, and pursuing and getting my master's degree in psychology, I wanted to write. I really wanted to write. And so I started taking classes in writing and started joining writer groups. And I started dabbling in short stories again and eventually, as you know, moved on to novels. Uh, but I never lost my love for psychology. And I've, since then, I've taken um, a certification course in coaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm currently in a PsyD program, which is a doctoral program in psychology. So I never okay. really lost my passion for helping people. And I've always been interested in the human mind and behavior. And um, I'm more on the positive side now. I, I, I focus on health and wellness and positive psychology. So yeah, I mean, those two worlds came together beautifully when I transitioned from writing thrillers into self-help. Okay, great. That sounds good. I'm going to do a quote here and it says, Happiness is a lifelong journey mm -hmm. made one choice at a time. Mm -hmm. Take the easy road right here and now. Choose the simple way to a happier life. I know where that comes from in terms of the writing, but what is the inspiration behind this? The inspiration is having gone through a really hard time mm -hmm. after losing my mom. I went through uh -huh. years of sadness and grief, which is normal, okay. totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and mm. we were all kind of shocked, shell-shocked as to what yeah. to do and how to handle yeah. it. And so um, I feel like it was an inspiration for me to help others feel good. And I started studying the science of well-being. I started studying happiness. I took a, a year-long certification course in happiness studies and positive psychology. And I, what I wanted to do was give something to people that was useful. I wanted to give people uh, a scientifically proven choices that uh -huh. you could make to yeah. feel good. Okay. And that's what I did. 
you know, and so that was what five happy choices stem from. It was making myself feel better. And how uh -huh. could I do that with proven scientific methods, very easy things to do. And the more you do them, they become a habit. And when you form a habit and you continue that, it becomes part of who you are and the way you live your life and you feel better more of the time. It doesn't mean you don't feel badly sometimes because we're human, <laughs> but you know how to, how to help yourself feel good. And I wanted yeah. people to have the power and the choice to do that and not to be stuck yeah sounds good thanks for sharing so christina tell us what is your biggest why i mean the thing that actually gets you up and gets you going every morning and mm -hmm. keeps that positive vibes on your face we can see it so we know it's on the inside mm -hmm. showing on the outside what is your biggest why so it's that's a great question and a lot of people are asked that question will say oh it's for my family and for my <laughs> daughter and which i believe mm -hmm. i do everything for the people i love all right but i think it's because it's my purpose in life my calling uh -huh. it really is to show up as the best version of myself to be able to help people so when right. i think about every day who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in this world? How do I want to affect the people that I interact with, whether it's at the grocery store, on mm -hmm. um, a show like this, or in my, you know, in my home? How do I want to affect those people? Do I want to leave a positive impression? Do I want to help them get through their day a little easier? Yeah. Um, you know, what do I want to do? So my biggest, the, the reason behind all of this is really about me giving the most I can in this life that I have of showing up right. as the best version of myself so that I mm -hmm. can give um, that positive energy away. I want to help in any way I can. And I believe that you're doing a great job at it. So thanks for sharing. Um, do you have a mentor? Do you have someone that is there in your life that helps you stay on that positive path and guides you along the way? maybe a day or two when you may be feeling a bit down or you're discouraged or you feel like you just need somebody to pep you up a little pep talk is there someone that you turn to is there a mentor person in your life so yeah you know what i look at it kind of like this so i have a lot uh -huh. of people in my life that are very helpful to me and i have writer friends that i do a bi-weekly call with who i love with all my heart and we lift each other up and i uh -huh. have best friends that i call upon but honestly the influence that my mom had on my life and the way she raised mm. me and who she was in this yeah. world the yeah. image of her although she's no longer no longer here uh -huh. it carries me through and when i have a hard day or when something isn't working out or I feel like I need to give up, I think like, what would she say to me? What would she tell me? And I really think about those words and I tell them to myself. It's like, I wanna talk to myself the way that my mother would talk to me, the way that I might talk to a friend. And okay. so her, the way that I have been, you know, the way that I was raised by her and my relationship with her and all the good in her that I don't get to experience with anymore you know mm -hmm. in, in the physical world i feel like yeah. i take those memories and that love and i translate it into what keeps me going okay sounds Making good her proud <laughs> yeah good thanks for sharing so as you continue uh christina how do you see yourself dealing with the challenges that currently exist in the world mm -hmm. um we have a situation going on in ukraine that has caused a lot of people to stop and you know think about the, the way things are very tender and fickle and how easy it is for you to be comforted one day and then suddenly you're in a situation where you're discomforted, you're dispossessed, you're disillusioned. And then we are still trying to recover from 
the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's raising its ugly head again in China. Mm-hmm. But you, song as though you have had the opportunity to create some coping skills. Mm-hmm. How do you maneuver? Because you're an author, you are a coach, uh, you deal in psychology, and you're also a speaker. How do you manage with all these challenges? That's a great question because it isn't easy and we're human. Mm-hmm. And no yeah. matter how much you know, knowing yeah. isn't enough. You've got to put things into practice. And that's right. how I look at it. And, you know, recently... Um, with the Ukraine, I got together with some family. Now I have, um, I am Ukrainian. I have a Ukrainian mm. background as well as Italian. Wow. And my family came from Ukraine. And I was talking with my family about like, well, where in Ukraine? And we, mm-hmm. you know, we started picking up some traditions that we, I hadn't done in years. We talked about different foods we could make or ways to honor our heritage. So okay. that was one piece that made me feel like, you know, I can't, I don't have the means to do anything physically, uh-huh. but I certainly can honor the spirit of the Ukrainian people and give my love that way. And I feel like right, in every right. way I show up, and this isn't just about that, this is about anything. That was just an example. But I think there are so many things with COVID, with just everything going on in the world that I, you know, like all of us, we watch the news or we see something online and we get you know, upset. And I get upset, like physically upset. There's times I have to shut it down because I just, I feel helpless. And I think the best thing we can do is we have to remember that each one of us is powerful in our own right. Each one yep. of us has the ability to yes. show love and happiness and joy and be of service and a kind human. And when you do that, even though you think, well, how am I going to do anything? I'm this one little person in this little town. Well, no, because you're going to be kind to someone who's going to be kind to somebody else. Who's gonna, it's going to be a ripple effect. Every <laughs> I person that. I interact with, yeah. I want to show up as the person I truly want to be inside. And I think if we all did that, if we all said, let's have some human kindness, let's have some caring, let's have some love and acceptance for others. And let's just be a good human and just show up with compassion and empathy and love in our heart in the way we move through life. That's what we can do. If you, if you have a calling to go over and help, great. If you have a calling to give money, great. If you can't do those things, you can just be kind. You can, you can honor people in your own way. You can maybe make a, a bread, a Ukrainian bread, or put yeah, maybe the yeah. blue and yellow lights at your house, or you yeah. can do little things. And and even if it's private, the things you do that make you honor, it's like that collective energy. It's important. And it's important that we do that. And I truly believe with COVID, and this is why I wrote my book and why I went back to school, mm-hmm. the COVID pandemic, this now happening um, in the world, it ha- it is creating almost in the opposite way, a ripple effect of, of the need for mental health. Help. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of people suffering. There are a lot of traumatic responses to these events and there are people yeah. who are suffering. And I think the best we can do is just show up, give of your heart, give of your soul, um, and give of your kindness to whoever you can, whenever you can, because it, it really truly makes a difference. It really truly does. And that's what you can do. And we can all do that. We can yeah. all do that on a small level and let it ripple effect throughout the world. Awesome, Christina. That's really inspiring. It reminds me of uh, a speech I heard by Les Brown. And he was saying, you know, if you're a cab driver, don't be ashamed of what you do because what you do does not really define who you are. No. But being a cab driver means you have the opportunity to be the best cab driver that you can possibly be. And if you're a garbage collector, the same thing applies. Don't let what you do define you, define yourself through it. 
And that makes so much sense. Lovely. I like it. I like it. hundred percent. Who you are as a human, you can be anywhere. And a job is a job. And hopefully you're doing something you love and you're passionate and it feeds your Mm -hmm. soul. That's the goal, right? It feeds your soul. But I think at the end, it makes you happy. But even if it Mm -hmm. doesn't and it pays the bills and paying the bills gives you a roof over your head and the roof over your head gives you shelter and shelter makes you have a place for your family. You feel good about that too. So there's a benefit to all of it, but absolutely. You can show up as a happy, joyful, loving, caring person, no matter your situation. It's a choice. Agreed. Wonderful. So, Christina, tell us a little bit about Sisters in Crime. What is that all about? Sure. So, Sisters in Crime. I was the president of Sisters in Crime. It's a writing mm-hmm. organization that was a, has been around. Um, I believe it was started in 1987 or so. It has 3,600 okay. plus members. It's in mm-hmm. there's 50 plus chapters worldwide, um, and it was founded by women mystery writers who, at the time, weren't being reviewed um, in equal percentage to male counterparts. And so, women got a few bunch of women got together and said that they wanted an organization to promote the professionalism of women mystery writers and that's okay. kind of how it began mm-hmm. um and also for readers so it's evolved into um an all-inclusive writing organization um, yeah. it isn't only for women um mm-hmm. but it certainly started out that way to just give kind of a little boost to the women who weren't being recognized in the industry at the time now okay. it is mm-hmm. um, educational there are you know they have tons of um, promotional opportunities for writers. They have educational opportunities. They have chapters that involve readers as well. So it's a wonderful organization. Anybody who writes uh, crime fiction, whether Uh it's a mystery, a thriller, noir, any, anything along those lines um, is welcome to join. And there's a plethora of resources there for readers and writers. Okay, good. Sounds interesting. (laughs) Uh, as you continue in your career, um, have you had the opportunity to do uh, sort of like be a personal coach to anyone famous, anyone who uh, we may be aware of? So I have not been a personal coach to anyone famous, but I have been a personal coach to people who are in entertainment, writers, mm-hmm. um, as well as comedians mm-hmm. and creatives. And creatives are... Um, in addition to coaches, I have um, coached other coaches and who yeah. have coached me, coaches only coaches. But <laughs> I think creatives are very interesting because we have, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with creatives and trying to make it in any business that you're in and the competition and the pressure and the challenges that are um, defining who you are as a creative. Mm-hmm. For example, yeah. if you're a writer who isn't published in a certain way that you would like to be or don't have the aging of your dreams or the publishing house of your dreams or didn't make the sales that you wanted, there's a lot that goes on with that internally. And, um, you know, so there's a lot that I think <clears throat> I have been helpful with in terms of helping creatives recognize their worth and mm-hmm. Um, recognize that they are worthy of success and that um, and how to kind of get over those obstacles because we are all in this together and we all no matter how successful you are as a creative you started somewhere and you had to you know work hard to get there and I think the two things that determine success in any business and I've seen all different kinds of businesses out there and all different kinds of um, people who are successful in different areas are 
really talent is important. You need to, you know, have some talent, of course, right. but you can always right. make your talent stronger by studying, right? You got to mm -hmm. studying and working on your craft, writing, art, um, business. But I think the two things really are about drive and passion. So you're driven yeah. to succeed, yeah. you're passionate about it, and you're resilient. You do not give up. I think people who are successful, they just don't let anything stop them. And no matter how hard it is, and it doesn't mean that it was easy for them. I would say working hard is the common denominator. Not, you know, people I know who have become super successful, it isn't some people get lucky and you get discovered and something happens. That's very rare. I think if you want to be successful in anything you're doing, you've got to put the work in. You've got to, and you do not give up. When someone says no, you keep going and you keep going. Um, and you just don't give up. You just do whatever, you know, it takes for you to reach whatever level you're looking for. And maybe that's writing a book and having it published. Maybe it's, you know, something else in your life that you want to be successful at, losing weight or exercise, running a marathon, you know, whatever it may be. Um, there are all different ways to define success. And I think you just have to not let the obstacles get in your way. It's easy to give up because working hard for something is hard. It takes a lot of dedication and drive and discipline and you sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't let anything get in your way. Um, you just, if it takes 10 years instead of two, it takes 10 years. Like it takes what it takes. The other thing that has been helpful for me, and I've I've really gone after some dreams that weren't overnight. They take a long time. And I am good at long-term goals. That's I'm comfortable with that. Not everybody is, but I assume it's already done. You know, I'm going for my PsyD now, which is my doctorate in psychology. I uh -huh. in my head, I already have it. You know, I'm not I'm not calling myself <laughs> I a like psychologist. That. I like that. But in yes, my mind, yes. Yeah, it's, like yeah. the, it's after my name. It's there already. It's done. Yeah. So that yeah. I, I don't have a choice but to achieve it because I already achieved it in my head. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's all the way you approach things and you just, um, you just have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that with enough work and enough determination, you will get there. You will get there. Right. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Christina. Um, you remind me so much of Tiger Woods. Uh, oh, and I, I think him. he's a classic example. I mean, I just think that the average individual would probably have given up and say, you know what, that's it. You know, I'm this, mm -hmm. I'm this, oh man, yes, this incapacitated so kind of individual. How could I get back on the golf course mm -hmm. and perform at the highest level? But guess what? Mentally, mm -hmm. he positioned himself, he applied himself, and he believed so much, just as you were hinting to right now. So mm -hmm. that mental capacity was so powerful that his entire system, his anatomy had to sort of subject mm -hmm. and fall in line with that. And okay. I think that a lot of people need to hear that more often every day because at times we just give up too quick. It's easy one, to give one up. One final question mm -hmm. before the break. You haven't had your personal challenges and, and it may have been many because you appear to be quite a strong person and I applaud you for that. Thank you. What are some of the stuff that you would say to people who you know are struggling uh, in, in that instance, in terms of they just don't want to write the next line, um, they know they can coach, but they don't have the confidence, stuff like that. What uh, do you say to them? You know, it, they've got it inside of them. They can mm -hmm. do it. I mean, it's very, it's all about encouragement. Like they yeah. have to believe themselves, but you've got this. It's you can do this. It's inside of you. You know, you, it is not anything worth it. Isn't, isn't easy. If it's yeah. worth it, it's hard work and you've got to put the work in, but absolutely you can do it. If anyone can do it, if you want something that badly, you can do it. Yes. Um, absolutely. And you don't give up. And it's a matter of short, this is how I do. I break it down into tiny, short 
little goals. So if I'm looking at the overarching goal, oh my goodness, like for this, I'm in a class where I have to do a huge presentation, I'm going to panic and I don't want to do it. I want to immediately my brain says, drop out. You're, you can't do this. Get out of school now. This yeah, is hard. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. say no. Right. Stop. Yeah. Sit down and do the first step. What's the first step? Create an outline. What's the second step? Identify the topic. What's the and and by little steps I mm -hmm. complete it and I go. How the heck did I do that? Well, guess what? It was one word at a time, one sentence at a time, one paragraph, yeah. one page. It is never all at once. It doesn't That's work right. that way. So if you have a giant goal, tiny teeny steps. That's how you yeah. get there, and you can do it, and anyone can do it. If you want it enough, you're doing it. Exactly. I believe that. Thanks so much, Christina. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Our host, Andy Charles, and our guest, Christina Rienzi, live in the breakout room. Stand by. We'll be back shortly. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes, we're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests, but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash that's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com that's lovebitsa at gmail.com we love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development and we look forward to your communicator help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon. Bye for now. Yes, indeed. We love you. And Christina is sharing some love at the moment. You can feel the vibes. It's all positive. It's all good. It's all uplifting and endearing. So, Christina, as we continue, could you just share with us what are some of the most challenging moments in your life? If there's even one or two that you can recall, and how did you respond to those challenges? Yes, that's a great question. There, everyone has challenges and obstacles, and they are yeah, what get yeah. you to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I would say in the most recent years, the most challenging things in my life were two things that happened that were life-changing, that really um, changed the course of who I am and who I chose to be. The yeah. first was a loss. And I had mentioned mm -hmm. before that my mom passed away. Um, right. I'm an yeah. only child, very close mm -hmm. to my mom. Um, she passed away with, after a short, um, illness, short yeah. illness. Um, she had cancer and I was, you know, with her the whole time. And what happened, you know, to me, you know, being an only child and losing the person who I consider my champion, my cheerleader, yeah, my confidant, yeah. my counselor, mm -hmm. the one who's yeah. inspired me my whole life um, right. is that I sort of, you know, I had to take a really good hard look at myself and who I wanted to be, because it was very easy for me to fall into the depths of despair, mm -hmm. not having this most important person in my life. Right. And I was going through a hard time in other ways with just, you know, challenges in life and not having her there was difficult. And I took several years of sadness for me to process the grief 
And I, I grieved through writing. I wrote a bunch of thriller books. They're dark. And that was the way I was, you know, I, I processed it. That was my therapy. Yeah. But there came a time where I said, you know what, this isn't who I want to be. This isn't who I am. And this isn't who I want to be. And I will grieve for the rest of my life, but it's the way I grieve. And I want to live. I need to live. I need Uh to live my life. And so that's what I chose to do. That's when I enrolled in the coaching program. And I, I really wanted to get to the bottom of what was going on with me and really choosing um, to be happy. It's when I made happiness a priority. She was someone who, no matter what was going on in her life, no matter how sick she was, she was kind, she was generous, she was loving. And I wanted to emulate the things that she was that I admired. And I thought, what Uh a better way to honor someone you love who's no longer Mm -hmm. here than to become the pieces of them that were so wonderful and that you missed. Awesome. So that was how I dealt with that. And really, I deal with everything through education. Um, but then another thing that happened, which was a positive thing, but still change is change, right? I found out I was pregnant uh, three years or so after she had passed away. Mm-hmm. And it was a surprise pregnancy. And I was an older person at the time. And I had never expected that or thought that would happen. And my husband and I were trying to navigate, well, what is this? We're parent, we're going to be parents now. <laughs> and for two people who were living, you know, we were married, but we were mm. living, you know, it's almost like I heard someone say, before you're a parent, you're like single. And when you're a parent, you're like, it's, it changes. Because yeah, even yeah. though we were married and adults and we had dogs and we had all this stuff, it was just so different when we had our daughter. So okay. for me, it was a challenge. It wasn't an, It wasn't a negative thing, but it was like, who do I want to be now? And things happen in your life. And I think they do push you to make decisions like this isn't who I want to be. This is who I want to be. And it's not about changing like your entire personality or anything like that. It's about how do I want to show up in life? How do I want to approach life? How do I want to walk through life? Do I want to walk through life in my own head and in my own world and not cognizant of what's going on around me and kind of detached? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to go through life engaged and alert? And I tell you, it changed everything because I, you know, I don't walk in anywhere. Like if I walk in the doctor's office, I am not, you know, engaging with every person in there, but I'm certainly wide eye, you know, my eyes are open. I'm paying attention. I'm saying, hello, how are you? Have a good day. I have a good spirit. I make sure my energy is good. Um, I, and a lot of times I do walk around in my head, you know, being grateful for what's going on around me. Um, you know, I'll be wishing good things to people. Like if I'm driving in the car and I'm frustrated because there's traffic, it's like, instead of being frustrated, <laughs> which is easy to do in New Jersey, I wish well, I wish mm-hmm. you well, I wish you well. I hope everybody's okay. I know if you're rushing, you're. I assume innocence and I just send out the good because people need that and they don't know I'm sending it to them, but I know I am. Yes. I know I'm blessing everybody on the parkway. <laughs> they don't know that, but it <laughs> makes good. me feel good. That's and right. I, it makes me feel good that I'm giving a piece of my heart away privately. I don't yeah, say anything. Yeah. It's in my head. But those are the things that keep me grounded and keep me going because I know how hard life can be. Mm-hmm. And um, people have it worse. People have it better. But it doesn't matter. It's all relative. If you're experiencing something that is upsetting to you, yeah. it is upsetting to you. End of story. And we need to have empathy and compassion and be humans to each other. Right. In right. This world. Wonderful. Wonderful, Christina. So far, you have just measured everything that you have said with a deep conviction, and we can feel it. Uh, I feel it. I'm just, yeah, we can feel it. That's so good. You know, that's warm. Um, with regards to the future, 
Um, is there any outstanding goal that you need to accomplish, something that you have set for yourself, but it just hasn't happened as yet? That is another great question. I just started it. I just started my lifelong dream. I just um, began my studies in psychology, my doctor, doctoral program. It's probably going right. to take me five years, could be seven. This is a lifelong mm -hmm. dream that I have not yet pursued. And um, up until this year, it has been on my mind and uh -huh. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, and it worked out the way that it happened. And so I'm so grateful to be pursuing this dream. I've always wanted to complete my education and get my doctorate in psychology. Mm -hmm. I don't quite know yet what I'm going to do with it, but I'm not worried about that. I'm very open. I'm very yeah, open to yeah, the universe yeah, and what, what yeah. will show me. Yeah. Uh, but that is, that is a dream of mine. Writing a self-help book was a dream of mine that I've completed. So I feel like your dreams just change and evolve and you figure things out and you add things to the list. But um, I'm pursuing it right now. And, and I, with every class I take, I feel yeah. energized and excited to learn and grow and develop and help um, people. And I don't know, again, like, am I going to use it for writing books? Am I going to use it for some, you know, something in coaching? Like, it, mm -hmm. I don't care about that as much. I'm in for yeah. the experience. Yeah. Yes. I want the experience and the process and the education, and I want to see what comes up, what comes up for me, what opportunities arise, what inspiration arises. I'm not worried about that yet. I'm worried about like, I want to learn. I want to absorb. Mm. I'm excited. Yeah. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I'm so <laughs> happy to be doing it, which is silly because people go, school, you couldn't pay me to go back to school. And I'm like, I would go ah. to school forever if I could. I love school. <laughs> I'm yes, a lifelong great. learner. I love yeah. it. All right. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Christina. Um, when you look back on your life, I don't like to think about regrets, but I like to think about choices. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm thinking, is there anything that you, in looking back, in retrospect, that you're saying to yourself, you know what, maybe I could have said that different. Maybe I could have done this different because you realize that the outcome wasn't quite what you expected or what you thought it was. Is there, is there any times or that one time in your life where you think that there's something you could have changed? So, yeah, I mean, there are so many times in my life knowing mm -hmm. what I know now, like the older you get, the more wise. it says you get wise as you age. Ah, and it's true. Yes. You learn. Yes. Um, I believe I am the person I am today because of everything I've experienced. So I wouldn't necessarily change anything that's happened because I think it's taught me a less hard mm -hmm. lessons I needed to learn to be who I am. I don't think yeah. I would be who I am if things were easier or they okay. were different. But okay. I feel like to answer your question, honestly, the person I was, I wish I could have been more of who I am today. I think All I right. was not confident growing mm -hmm. up. I was mm -hmm. insecure. I was a people pleaser. I still am a workaholic. I'm working on that. But I yeah. went through life really trying to make everybody around me happy. And I didn't care about my own happiness. And I wasn't mm. happy. Wow. Um, and I was insecure. And I really wanted people to like me. And I, you know, I was still a driven, passionate person. But I think the way I approached things was more of that fitting in than yeah. it was being me. And okay. I think it takes time to figure out who you are. But I'm so grateful I know who I am. And um, I don't want to sacrifice that for anyone or anything. And I do have a lot more empathy and compassion for people than I did, you know, growing up. I think I was just kind of, you know, you get stuck in what 
society wants you to be, what media wants you to be. Like, it's very easy to get kind of caught up in that. And um, even though my parents raised me to be an independent, you know, very, um, you know, unique, be my unique self, I didn't know who that was. So that's the only thing I would say is that I wish I had more confidence. I wish Uh I was able to be my authentic self and not um, afraid to admit I was an introvert, uh, you know, that I liked doing things that were kind of nerdy, which I am a nerd at heart, you know, um, <laughs> and now I don't care. It's like, this is who I am. And I want to yeah. be me. I yeah. just want to be me. And like, I'm I not a party you. animal. I'm not like, you know, I like, I'm a homebody. Like okay. I just, I, that's who I am and it's okay. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times we don't accept who we are, we think it's not okay because people tell you you need to be traveling and you need to do this. This is who I am. And mm-hmm. this is, I'm comfortable with that. And yeah. so, yeah, I think what's being authentic um, is really important in this life. And you just figuring out who you are and sharing that with the world because we need more of that. We need more authenticity and unique, diverse, you know, humans that we get to know instead of just trying to do what we think we're supposed to do. So yeah. that's what I would say is my be regret yourself. in a sense. But yeah. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're still strong and moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yes. all you can do. Right. One Wonderful. day at a time. That's right. On that note, Christina, um, you mentioned earlier your connection to uh Ukraine and, and people in Ukraine that are family and so on. And I'm thinking, besides what is happening in Ukraine, what are the things that you would be concerned about that is happening in the world right now that you think needs to change. I mean, we're looking at a diversity of people who are like kind of suffering and then some who are more excellently striving, you know, hunger throughout the world is a real scenario to deal with. Climate change is a real scenario to deal with. There are some places that are still struggling tremendously with the pandemic and can't get back to normal life. We have racial inequality, we have gender inequality, Mm -hmm. but if you were to choose one that you think needs to be addressed in the world, what would it be? And that's a great question because all these things tug at my heart, like to the point where I'm getting upset, like just Uh, hearing me talk about it because um, I think about, and I think you can boil it down to almost one thing Mm -hmm. that we, there's a lack honestly, a lack of love in this world. There is Ah, a lack of love for the human being. Okay. The human being, forget everything else, forget politics, forget being successful, forget money, forget fame, forget it all. Mm -hmm. If you just get down to the human experience of a human being, if we would just take a minute to put everything on pause and when a situation arises, think about the human being that's involved. What do they need? How can we help? Let's take care of each other. Let's help each other. We don't have that. And when you don't have that, um, it's like almost like a global or a collective love for humanity. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it. All right. I don't know how to get there. That collective (laughs) love for humanity, choices Mm -hmm. and decisions we make will change. Yes. We don't have that. We have silos of who wants to be better than who. Who wants to rise up, you know, who wants to, you know, ride the corporate ladder and step on everybody below them? Or who wants to put somebody down because it makes them feel up? Like that is not love of humanity. When we love each other as humans, we can get down to that level of empathy and compassion and understanding. And then we can really solve problems. We cannot Mm -hmm. solve problems without that love of humanity because we're looking at the problem 
And absolutely, there's a hunger issue. We got to fix that. There's a war going on. We have to fix that. There's inequality yeah. everywhere. Yeah. We have to fix that. Mm -hmm. But until we love humankind, the agenda of fixing these things is going to be external. It needs to be internal. It needs to be intrinsic. It needs to be our life's work to put the humans first. What does yeah. that mean? There are lots of answers to that. And and mm -hmm. we and the and the people who are hired and and um elected need to figure those answers out. But the goal needs to come from inside. That right. needs to be the goal. And I okay. think we've lost that along the way. And I think because we've lost that, um, these issues just don't get resolved. So each of us can play a part by doing our part, you know, on that level. We have to put humanity first, put human lives first, put people's experiences, get to know your neighbor, understand their struggles, talk to them, be their friend, um, you know, be there for them. Let's start on the smallest level and expand. Yeah. Um, okay. And we all have to be in it. And it's right. Different. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Christina. That was really awesomely inspiring. Um, I just want to kind of lighten up things a little bit. I feel the passion in your voice and I understand how strong you are about what is happening in the world. So I'm just going to play a little clip for you quickly and I want you to tell us about it. All right, here we go. fun right. that was an oldie that... but a goodie <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so dramatic and kind of eerie remind mm -hmm. me of um, some of the old films that we used to see in black and white and stuff how did you get the inspiration to do that so oh my gosh and it's crazy because the story that i wrote it, there were a lot of things in that story that actually end, ended up happening, not the paranormal okay. stuff, but there were okay. things in the story that were predicted. I didn't realize a writer's intuition, I guess. I don't know. But mm -hmm. no, it was my debut novel. I was very lucky to get picked up by a publisher. And right. it's a thriller. It's a paranormal thriller. And mm -hmm. it was really about identity crisis. It was about, okay. um, you know, this girl who um, there is a paranormal spin to it, but basically uh -huh. she doesn't know who she is. And she's just oh. what we've been talking about. And we okay. figure it out and it comes down to unraveling a mystery and there's danger and darkness and all this stuff. But yeah, very exciting. You know, it was, it was my first book and I went all in. You know, um, right. and not that I wouldn't do that again, but I think um, <laughs> I was so in love with the idea of writing fiction and I'm learning how to write fiction and taking years to do all of that and and getting published was so exciting for me that I was. Yeah, that was where the drama came in. It's like we made it like this big, big deal, you know, and it was yeah. it, it came 
Amazon. It was an it was an um, instant Amazon bestseller, and I had a book deal, and um, other books came after that, and it was very exciting time. But yeah, it was just, um, and that was one of the books I wrote when I was going mm -hmm. through the grief I was going through. It helped get me through. You know, it was we all process things differently, and that's how I processed um, what I was going through was writing. Writing okay. is therapy for writers. You know, um, oh okay. So I love to write. And it just brings me joy, even if it's a scary story. It's it's fun and creative and exciting. And, um, you know, and writing in general is just it's an art. So all art, I think, has its place and for sure um, can you know, can, you know, inspire you in life. So that was fun. Ah, wonderful. I'm glad that you liked it and it bring back some wonderful memories mm -hmm. that you could have shared with us, Christina. That was good. So we are coming to the end of the show. There's just about two minutes to go. And so I want to give you this time to send out some love to the people. Um, we have three likes and we have Jacqueline Noalo mm -hmm. Christian looking on. She says, I'm watching. Thank you, Jacqueline, for tuning in and being on the program live. But Christina now is going to share with you some handles, social handles, and otherwise how you can get her books if you need her services, how you can make contact with her. Um, we can do things virtually online. So it, it doesn't matter what part of the world you are, the services are going to be available for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take myself off the screen for a little bit. And Christina, you just continue to be the star and share your stuff for them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was such an awesome time talking with, with you all and, um, and giving inspiration. I hope that I did. And I think um, the best way to reach me is ChristinaRienzi.com. There you'll find my books. You'll find information about fiction, nonfiction. You can email me. I would love to hear from you. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which is a bi-weekly dose of inspiration. I call it inbox inspiration. And there I tell you, you know, what's going on in the world of writing and authoring and now psychology, since I'm going for my doctorate in psychology, and I'll share some inspiration and give you, you know, the ability to kind of reach out to me. So ChristinaRienzi.com. If you're on Instagram, I'm, my handle is ChristinaRienzi. Same thing with Facebook, ChristinaRienzi um, on Facebook. I have a Facebook, Facebook page there. And yeah, I mean, I just like to keep in touch and connect. And I try to post regularly in all of our busy lives, but you can always reach me um, also with email, Christina at ChristinaRienzi.com. Any way that you can reach out, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear feedback. If you check out Five Happy Choices, The Simple Way to a Happier Life, I'd love to hear what you think of that. Um, it also has a journal, accompanying journal, which you can use to you know, practice happiness, daily happiness practice. So anything that um, might be helpful to you, I would love to get feedback on and certainly um, you know, be there for you. That's kind of my goal is to be able to help people in any way that I can. So if there's anything, you just reach out at the very minimum, ChristinaRienzi.com, and you'll see all my information. I'd love to hear from you guys. Okay, great. Thank you, Christina. But I, I'm just looking at something here and I realize on your Facebook page, there's a free sign up, the girl on the train. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you mentioned about that. You want to yes. share that quickly? Sure. So Girl and Train is an ebook, and uh -huh. um, I believe, and I have to look at my newsletter and what is offered because I know we used to have a thriller, but Girl on a Train is a free, I believe it's a free ebook for signing up for my my newsletter. Um, uh -huh. That was that was when I was doing fiction for sure. Um, but yeah, if you send me an email, I can get you a copy of that. Definitely. Okay. Great. Wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we thank you so much. 
Christina Rienzi for being on the show, being our special guest, sharing your love, your inspiration, and helping folks to remember that they can win and they can be the best version of themselves. And we can all achieve together a global status of health, happiness, and prosperity. So as we love off at this time, we want to say thank you to all the viewers and your likes and your positive returns. We know that you have been blessed, you've been inspired, and you will continue to achieve your goals in this life with success, and you will transform to have a better informed and productive life. So we thank you. We love you. Until next time, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development from the Love Bits A channel saying so long. Godspeed. Shalom. Namaste. Bye for now.